Seto Kaiba will bother us no more. <laughs> I'm not gonna give up Kaiba Corporation without a real fight. It's takeover time by me. I attack with the Blue Eyes White Dragon. Thought you were so What the fuck is up, duelists? Welcome to Pod of Greed, the only Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast sponsored by Kaiba Court. Uh, now with our associates, uh, Industrial Illusions, uh, I'm I'm Dan, a.k.a. Mike, a.k.a. Uh, Ocean Man, take me by the hand, lead me to the land. <laughs> I'm Max, a.k.a. I went to a Streetlight Manifesto concert three days ago and my voice still hasn't fully recovered. <laughs> And I'm Argyle, a.k.a. the Freaky Fish Guy. Starring Jamie Lee Curtis. Freaky Fish Guy does sound like a 90s to mid-2000s comedy movie starring someone like, I don't know, Carrie or Will Ferrell or Sandler. Freaky Fish Guy sounds like a Sandler. This week we're talking about episodes 6 and 7 of Yu-Gi-Oh! Season 1. The show that we've been watching. Yeah. Yeah. It's important uh, episodes, to say. Let me just see if I've got the American titles. Uh, oh, I episode... forgot to... Well, I forgot to write those down because I didn't take any notes. <laughs> I was episode yeah, six. I, I was light on notes this week, too. Or not, nothing really happened. We have episode six, first duel, and episode seven, attack from the deep. Now, that's kind of a misleading episode title because this is like the fifth duel of this show. Well, it's Joey's first duel. Right. Yeah. And I'd like to think it's actually his first duel ever, because he kind of squeaks it out, huh? Not too good at dueling. <laughs> I mean, it's the first time he's dueled against, I guess, someone who... Someone vaguely competent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, in, uh, in, in Japanese, episode six is called Gorgeous Harpy Lady, which checks out. That does check out. You know, anyways, so... As when we open, we find out, like, uh, Pegasus is just, like, in his, like, little balcony or dining room or whatever. And he's noticing that the duelists uh, are starting to get eliminated. Uh, that's pretty much the point of his scene. Uh, yeah, there, there yeah, isn't much like, to I'm it. He's just like, to yeah, boy. I've got my uh, men all over the island. People are starting to get eliminated. Things are going great. Yeah. All according to Keikaku. Hmm. Meanwhile, we go cut back to Joey, and he is absolutely pumped. He he he's so pumped, and he's like you know full of energy, and then like immediately just starts brooding. My sister Serenity, I need to win this tournament for her, so she doesn't go blind. Yeah, it's very they they really like hammering that point home, huh? Yeah, we get an yeah. extended flashback of. Uh, I guess the last time they ever saw to get saw each other in person, <laughs> which yeah, is like, like they were little kids, like ten years they, ago. Yeah, they went to the beach uh, yeah, before their it, parents got divorced. Yeah, and like there's like this whole like dramatic sequence and like and like they do a little pinky swear that they'll they make a little pinky swear to make sure that one day they will return to this beach. They're uh, they're they're very tight siblings 
They're very tight and tiny siblings. They're very they're very small and very cute, and I do like to see them. Yeah, it's good. Uh, so we, we we cut back to them, and basically they're like kind of looking over the landscape, and the very nice funk theme is playing our our ending music, and like they just see duelists all over the place going at it. Like there's so many people dueling, and like Joey's kind of got low odds in this because this is like. Like, though, he was trained by Yugi's grandpa. He's not super experienced with actual professional dueling. Yeah, he's still pretty green. Uh, there's a lot of, like, really talented duelists. So uh, all of the other gang are trying to tell him, like, hey, maybe you uh, look for somebody who's, uh, you know, not too great, like, not a champion of anything, and just... Uh, something easy for your first match set the bar a little low and but instead I, he goes for my valentine who has just defeated a boy who is wearing a black and white striped shirt like a b referee <laughs> <laughs> I, I i like how pretty much everybody on on whatever the hell duelist island is like they all take up the pokemon strategy of standing in one place and waiting for randos to pass by and then challenge them as soon as they make eye contact <laughs> yeah so, Everyone likes Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so Mai shows up. Um, I think she's got what, what four star chips now. Yeah, yeah. She's like three or four. She's 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 getting it. She's doing. Yeah, that change. was her first duel, and she eliminated that person. So yeah, she would have four by now. That's yeah. math. I believe it. So like, <laughs> so, 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 so Mai she... shows up. She's being all sweet on Yugi, and Anju's getting jealous, kind of like a. Yeah. Kind of like a funny pitting women against women thing, huh? Yeah. Oh, it's Don't so you funny. love it? It's great. I like seeing it. Also, Mai is like 25 years old. So, is yeah. she, I think she's like 19. Uh, we looked this up last week. She's 24. Oh my yeah. god. Did we? I completely forgot. Yep. It's cool. Bad. Yeah, so she's just hanging out with high schoolers then. Great. Yeah. Cool. I like that. Very good. There's. It reminds me of this scene in Watamode where... Where, like, she's trying to impress her little cousin, and she goes to, like, this Yu-Gi-Oh! competition, and she just fucking cheats to win against, like, a bunch of ten-year-olds. Huh. Kind of like what happens in this episode, huh? Yeah! Oh, the, the, the guy that she was going against is like, how did you beat me? How did, it, it's, how did you beat me? How did you know what cards you were going to play before you played them? And she's, uh, she's psychic, is the thing. Yeah. yeah, no, she she is a clairvoyant, um, and that's how she's able to win all of her duels. Yeah. That's that's the only reasonable explanation. Mm-hmm. So, so so the um you know, they the the duels kind of getting ready. They're talking about how, you know, it's still important to make sure that when you start your duel you have the right uh kind of field advantage. You gotta so, know when to hold them, you gotta know when to fold them. And you know, it's it's important, and it's not kind of outright in the rules, but it is hinted out that you also do need to know when to walk away and when to run. <laughs> um, I don't know what it was called in English, but um, he's talking about the Sogen Grasslands, I think, which is basically like you know what field is best for all of Genochi's weird like furry monsters. Yeah, Joey has a lot of monsters, uh, which are good on meadows. So he's trying to he's trying to find a field to play on that has a lot of meadows. Yeah. And wouldn't you know it? They're standing right on it. How convenient. Yeah. Yeah, they're standing on a meadow, but then uh, when he starts his match with Mai, why does he start the match with Mai? I'm not even... She wanted to challenge Joey, 
is oh, the thing. Because right, right, right. she, she wants to eliminate the weakest duelist first. Right. Just to, you know, easily get her star chips. That's so, a, I mean, yeah, that's a good strategy. It checks out. That's what yeah. I would do. If I were on Fortnite. Yeah, so Island. when she goes against Joey, she only has to wager one of her star chips because Joey only has one. Uh, so if Joey loses, he's just gone. Yeah. I hope he doesn't lose. But stakes are high. And in the end, when they actually get into the match, it turns out most of the most of Joey's area is just like a mountain or something. Uh, 40% is mountain. That's on my side. 40% is forest on Joey's side. And then also 20% is meadow. Yeah. So he still has a tiny bit of area where he can yeah. place his monsters and get a <clears throat> power bonus. But for the most part, he's going to yeah. be at a disadvantage here. Yeah, and then they go on about, like, my, why do you duel? What's your motivation? And she's like, I'm going to use the money and get and live the good life. I'm going to fucking live it up. <laughs> my has it together is the thing. She's valid. She doesn't have any sick family members, or she doesn't have, like, a grandpa trapped in a VHS tape. She just wants money. <laughs> Fast cars turbocharged for living large, as she says. <laughs> That's good. That's really good. And since she's 24, she has her license, probably. So yeah. she can actually use it, unlike these high schoolers. Hmm. What's the high schooler going to spend their money on? More Yu-Gi-Oh cards? Uh, well, they're called Dual not... Monsters cards, first off. I mean, they're obviously going to spend them on loot boxes. Hmm. Okay. Like a funny Fortnite. Yeah. So, Mai has exactly one monster card in her entire deck. Pretty yeah. much, yeah. It's the Harpy's Lady, uh, and uh, she her she also plays all of her. She just puts her cards face down on the like on the table or whatever, <laughs> and then closes her eyes to pick the card that she needs to use because destiny is telling her which one is the one she needs to beat Joey. And yeah, uh, once you know, a, it's the Harpy's a Lady. Huge show of it. Yeah. Then. Then, like, Joey takes out, like, a Tiger Warrior, and, like, something I'm noticing about Joey's cards is I think he really just picked whichever ones had the coolest graphic. Oh, absolutely he did. That yeah, fool doesn't just, know what strategy is. He likes is. just warriors and stuff. He just likes strong, powerful beings. Hmm. And, of course, Joey, being an idiot, forgot that ground type doesn't affect flying type. Yeah. So he, yeah. he, he plays, like... Whatever his first card is. I didn't even bother writing down the dual notes for this episode. Yeah, this um, it doesn't matter. The ground flying thing seems kind of broken. Oh, it, it, it's, it's <laughs> the thing is, it's not a thing. The thing is, in these two episodes, yeah. there's absolutely, like, even more so than the last episodes, it is no rule just right. Like, oh, it is yeah. whatever it, they could make up to make the dual. Yeah, they get thing. pretty wet and wild during a duelist kingdom. It's a little less so in, like, later seasons, but for the time being, it's just yeah. kind of... Uh, you know, it's like jazz. Yeah, yeah for, forget what you knew about Yu-Gi-Oh, because there is no actual Yu-Gi-Oh being played. Yeah. Anyways, my strategy is just like, it's just like powering up her monster more and more. She gives her, she gives her harpy this weird armor. It's called cyber armor in the dub, but it's as a we cyber found out bodice. Last week. Yeah. Oh, it's a bodice. It's like it's like cool BDSM gear. And okay. Yeah, I... he, here is my first important question, and I think, Dan, you're equipped to answer this. Yeah. Is Harpy Lady an anthro? Would you consider her an anthro? Hmm. Or no? Harpy Lady is a harpy, but personally, I don't consider harpies anthro. 
Okay. Yeah. If you got a beak, that'd be another thing, but yeah. But okay. Harpy's pretty close. Like, yeah, because like you know, she the... has very stylized. Like she has like the the bird legs into like claw hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah the claw hands a, are a big kind aspect, of a chimera but... sort of thing. She's okay. not really a furry. She's just more a harpy. I'm glad that or we a... have expert opinions or... available for this podcast. Or if you want to use the more anime definition, a monster girl. Okay. Oh. All right. Yes, yeah, I am I, familiar yeah. with that. <sighs> Like, when she gives her the cyber bodice, apparently, I read this somewhere, like, the Japanese version, it has spike nipples or something? It does. <laughs> it just kind of has, like, big pokies. <laughs> now, I didn't get a screenshot. I didn't get a screenshot of a lot of things that I should have gotten a screenshot of, but I might go back. Um, yes, it very much does have just big old spiky nips. Mm. Getting pretty chilly outside, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. It's just... It's just so cold in this fall weather, you know? Oh, yeah. Hmm. That was me all day. Walk around yeah. cutting down trees and stuff with my big old pokies. Anyway! So anyway, Joey's just getting his ass kicked the entire duel. Like, every yeah. single strategy he tries, it just doesn't work, and then my powers up her harpy lady even more. And then, like, Yugi goes Yami to give him some advice, just, like, try to think of alternatives. And Joey, she's using sister. divide and conquer. It's a strategy that's been used for centuries, and I would know. Wait, did he He's actually like, say that? He actually said that. Oh my god. <laughs> Do you think Yugi has... She's not using Divide and Conquer, first of all. She's no, yes, like... she, she, she plays a card um, that basically makes three Harpy Ladies. Yeah. Um, and sick. it's funny, well, in the, no, in the before, sub, all he says that. is, Joey, remember, what can be seen but remains unseen. And that's all he tells him. Okay, it's well, like that the doesn't least make... helpful hint. Uh, that that kind of makes sense. But, uh, yeah, the, the Divide and Conquer thing makes absolutely no sense at all because uh well she's kind of like uh egging him on like saying that he can't trust his friends or whatever for some Mm -hmm. reason yeah but another common theme not for a second is he shaken by that like at no point do you get the sense that he's doubting his friends or anything no, because he's an idiot and he loves his friends, as he should, because they're good And, friends. like, Mai goes on about how you can't trust duelists, your friends will not hold you, you can only trust your fists. And, like, Yang, when Joey sees Yami, he's like, hey, Yugi, you got that look in your eye, you got that look in your third eye. That slipped into something else, but anyway. <laughs> I don't know what accent that was. I think I think you traveled I, a little I far away I from Bro- Brooklyn there, Dan. I from New York to Boston and back again. Yugi's got that look in his eye. When he's got that look in his eye, I could believe anything he says. Forget about it. Hey. So Joey just sort of closes his eyes and it finds out they're stinky cards. Yeah, he, really, he starts, ooh, just, he starts thinking, really stinky cards. thinking, and then he's like, what? What's that smell? I can't All of her cards is coming from her cards. He can smell from, you know, like 50 feet away. All yeah, of my he, ha- cards. he has Burton Guster Super Sniffer. <laughs> I don't I... know what that is, but I like it. it. It's it's from Psych. It's a good show. I don't know what that is. It's a, okay. It's it's a detective show from like it's like I don't know, like mid two thousand maybe. I don't know. It's a good show. Watch it. Yeah. <laughs> That's my recommendation. <laughs> so yeah, okay. basically he figures out that she's basically cheating because she sprayed each card with a different perfume. So like she has the most powerful nose of any human in history if she's able to differentiate each one of those spells. No, Joey does, because he can differentiate it from 50 feet away. Okay, yeah, that's true. Maybe he just, maybe she just sprays down the 
really important cards. Like the ones important to her strategy, like the armor, the divide thing. I would believe that, but she only has like five cards in her deck. <laughs> She's not a very like strategic duelist. She just has one strategy that works perfectly. It's like yeah. when you play Smash Bros and like all people do is like suck you up as Kirby and try to jump off a cliff with you. <laughs> like it only works if people don't know how to break that one thing. Yeah. God, I can't wait for Smash to come out. So, anyways, uh, like two months. Not even. Ultimately, Joey has to trust in the heart of the cards, and yeah. the heart of the cards. Yeah, we we get the thing him. again where he, you know, they're reaching for their deck and they're like, well, "What darkness. if I don't get the thing that I need?" Uh, and but he draws the card and he top decks lethal. So, yep, he gets time wizard. Yeah, he he had played Baby Dragon earlier, and obviously everyone who's a fan of Yu Gi Oh knows that Baby Dragon plus Time Wizard equals Thousand Dragon, which is really ugly, and I don't like to see it. Yeah, so Time Wizard at the moment, all you you just play him, and Thousand Dragon is there. That's it. Like yeah. you. In later episodes, he has to spin the time roulette, but uh, right now, it's just that. So, yeah. Yeah, and meanwhile, the Harpies ladies are now old and decrepit. They're a thousand years older, because that's what Time Wizard does. It makes everything on the field a thousand years older. Like it does every single time you see it from now on. It does, though. It does do that. Wait, does it really? Yeah. Oh my god. (laughs) I love Yeah, Yu-Gi-Oh. there's one ep- I I don't want to I thought spoil it only it. happened this one time. I don't want to spoil it on the episode, but there's something that happens later this season that's just absolutely like every time they bring it up, it 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 that effect manifests in a different way, but it does always affect both yeah. sides of the field. Oh, I cannot wait. So yeah, he he uses Time Wizard. Harpy leaders are all old and gross and Thousand Dragon snorts fire at them and like just wins instantly. Yeah, <laughs> he he one hit KOs uh, my, uh, and I'm honestly just surprised that nobody said, "Well, you know, my beauty is fleeting," or anything like that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I would expect that more in the dub and the sub, but all I wrote here is this they is didn't some Iraqi level bullshit. <laughs> uh, and that's pretty much the end of the episode. It's a pretty quick duel. Um, yeah, the, yeah, both of these duels are very, very cut and dry, yeah. kind of bing, bang, boom. Yeah. Yeah, entertaining nonetheless. I like to see, you know, this weird Joseph Joestar strategies coming out. And now uh, Joey has two. Yeah, he 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 has two starships. Maya's three. Doesn't matter how many she has, but Joey's now like not gonna die in like one duel anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, theoretically, unless he does something really stupid, and he is Joey. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna say. I don't think you might forget who you're talking about. This is the stupid person. Yeah, this is Joey Wheeler we're talking about. Uh, are we going to do Queens of Games? I yeah, I, I got something to talk about. Okay, All go right. ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I've been waiting to talk about this for like a month, basically. Uh, it's Monster Hunter. My favorite yeah. my favorite series in the entire world. Um, it's a game about, if you can believe it, hunting monsters. Whoa. Basically, it's like the most satisfying feedback loop in the world. You start out, you're all crappy. There's a bunch of different weapon types that are all like three times as big as you are. And you gather materials and you fight a monster. And then you make weapons and armor out of that monster. And then you gather materials and fight stronger monsters and make weapons and armor out of that. And so on and so on until you're like killing literal gods. It's it's like... I, I, I don't need to like go like super in-depth through it because that's basically the TLDR of it all. It's just like... Mm-hmm. It, it's a difficult game. 
in that like it just requires a lot of like time and focus and it's like it's incredibly grindy sometimes um less so in newer games than the older ones like i've been playing for a really long time um i think the series is like what like around 15 years old or so like 2004 i think was the first game that came out but it's just like my favorite game series of all time like i put in hundreds of hours into every single release um Specifically, I'm talking about Monster Hunter um, Generations Ultimate on the Switch. Mm-hmm. Uh, you should get it because it's a good game, and I like to kill big dinosaurs. Is that out yet? Yeah. Is that actually on out? Generations Ultimate. Just... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's been out for like a month or two. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's like what? no next Monster out. Hunter coming out. Like World is going to get like a big update eventually, hopefully. But like this is essentially the latest Monster Hunter. Okay. Uh, yeah, I've played uh, some of World. I need to get back into it. Uh, World is definitely the most user friendly Monster Hunter because all the other games yeah, are like I, insanely complicated when you start out. Ugh, I kind of, yeah, I kind of was, and Monster Hunter World is still pretty complicated. Oh yeah. Someday <sighs> um, I'll get Monster Hunter. It's good. We can all play together. Using that heavy bow gun, I'm having a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, the, the the range weapons in World are like so much better than they were in handheld. Uh, How are you guys in, got uh, Generations Ultimate? By the way. Uh what? How are the ranged weapons in Generations Ultimate? Not as good. Um, namely because you can't... So the biggest problem is that you can't move while you aim. Oof. In literally every game except for World. Yeah, World basically completely overhauled the ranged weapons. They're like Oof. a lot harder to use. They're still powerful. Like every weapon is still powerful and viable. But like mm-hmm. ranged weapons are definitely the hardest for a beginner to use. Yeah. Okay. I get you. Yeah. What do you guys got? Uh, I, I've just been playing around, like, doing different things, but one thing I guess I'd like to talk about is, like, I recently resumed playing Night in the Woods. Hmm. Uh, this is my first time playing for real since the Weird Autumn update, which was last year. Uh, it adds, like, a bunch of new features into the game, like, it expands, like, to just give a few quick examples, there's, like, there's, like, more, like, visitor npcs you can run into on different days uh you can there's like they expand on like the rhythm game stuff like in Wait, addition to happy, happy weed minute before i forget yeah oh yeah happy weed minute not you happy argyle weed. yeah it's not that where i'm in where i'm at <laughs> it's sorry dan continue somewhere uh but anyways like happy weed minute and like they expand on the guitar stuff or bass stuff and like as you like it it adds, like, a a mode where you can, like, like, after you start doing stuff, you get, like, a bit, you can, like, play the bass in your bedroom and, like, just, like, practice and stuff. There's, like, new songs added to it and, like, there's, there's, like, this thing, what was it? Uh, oh, yeah, the thing I really wanted to note about that is, like, like, going back to the bass minigames, which were originally deliberately designed for you to fuck up because May's because the character you play as May is kind of a fuck up. Uh, going mm-hmm. back and playing that after playing a bunch of karaoke in Yakuza Zero is like Goku coming back from a hundred times gravity training. <laughs> it, uh, <laughs> That's a really good analogy, though. I mean, yeah. for what it's worth, uh, the karaoke minigame is a lot better after uh, six. Just one of the many improvements of the Dragon Engine mm. is that it's a, a you know a game a rhythm game where it goes at a consistent speed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all you can ask for, really. Yeah. What else is uh, there? Now? I 
I'm still... I think my progress is being slowed down a bit because I always try to beat, like, the Demon Tower minigame. Which is, like, this sort of, like, Dark Souls homage. And that's pretty fun, but... But I kind of want to just get the minigame over with and get back to the main game. Yeah, I'll that's... definitely have to let you know when I start playing that, finally. The I only other it. thing I want to bring up that's not really connected is just, like, Discord Nitro is doing the thing where they got the their store open up and, like, you can just... If you had Discord, Discord Nitro already, you get you already get access to the free games. And, like, I just downloaded Wasteland 2, like, right before we started recording. That's it. Cool. You got anything, Argyle? Yeah, uh... I've been playing Minecraft pretty much. Um, mm, Minecrafter. So last week I started a, a Minecraft realm. What that is is it allows you. It, it's just like a first party uh, server. Mm-hmm. It's always online, and anybody with the invite and a Switch, Xbox One, uh, Windows 10, or a mobile version of Minecraft can play on it yeah not playstation thanks sony thanks, Sony. yeah sorry um and i've been having a good time i've gotten you know a number of people in it a few like five a little bit more i'll than have that. to join i have minecraft on pc and i haven't played in a hundred years please but... uh, i've always never looking... played minecraft always looking for more people it's a fun game uh and i do like playing it a lot with other people it's very good for just chilling out and like listening to podcasts and stuff like it's one of the top games for that certainly it's relaxing i don't know i i, I just like that it's like <sighs> one of those games where you literally can like basically do whatever the hell you want I mean, within the scope of the game, but like, yeah, and I just like uh, having the creativity, you know. It's like Legos. Yeah, yeah I... my realm, uh, despite my uh, <laughs> friend of the show Ganymede's complaints, it is on easy mode, and you do oh, who not. Who cares? <laughs> she does. She likes the monsters fighting and stuff, and also you keep your inventory when you die. So yeah, I got rid of the just like the most frustrating parts. There's still monsters, but they're not that bad. So yeah, right. Yeah, love a Minecraft. Yeah, we've got a little town going. Um, I've got like public farms and stuff. I'm going to be building a community center at some point. It, that it's... sounds nice. I yeah. will join and help. Uh, wait, in order, where can you get Minecraft? Like, you can get it anywhere. But if if you were to get it on PC, where would you find it? When I think Minecraft.net or Minecraft.com, something like that. Yeah, or Mojang.com. Either one of those. If you have it on, if you have the Java version, you can get the Windows 10 version for free. Uh, so, like, you know, you don't need I to buy the other one. I only have the Java version. I'll have to look into that. Cool. You can get the Windows 10 version for free. I just said Hell it. Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so that's what I've been doing. Don't join All my right. Minecraft server. I If I don't know you, I'm not going to invite you, but, like, I don't know. If you know me on Discord, send me a DM. This is friends only. Minecraft. It's good. Yes. But, yeah, it is friends only. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that so that about sums up Queens of Games. Okay, so uh, well now we don't have anyone to talk about the sub, but whatever. Yeah, uh, let's move on we can to just episode. Refer to the, dub, the good part. Yeah, the good one. Who cares I mean, about I watched a little bit of the sub, and I know like one key thing that's probably obvious. Guns be pointer fingers. Or er, in this episode specifically, but oh yeah. really? Okay, well let's. <laughs> 
<laughs> Does it have to do with <laughs> Moon.png? Um, I was gonna go with Mako Tsunami's backstory. Oh, okay. Well, let's let's just start the episode. So we're uh, on episode seven. What was the name of that one? The Terror from the Deep, or Attack okay. from the Deep. Attack from the Deep. All right. So um, the episode starts. They're just walking through the forest. Uh, everyone is hungry because, well, I mean, they've been through some stressful duels and they're all kind of a little grumbly. And like. Yuki talks about there's no burger stands or restaurants on this island. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen any burger stands or restaurants. Uh, thankfully, just... Tristan has a nature guide, uh, which, you know, tells them the kinds of nuts and berries and grasses they can eat. Yeah, uh, but it's super uh, disrespectful. Like, dude, you're, you're trapped on an island. You should just be glad you, can, you have something, you know? Yeah, he came prepared with the book, and Joey's like, hey, can I eat the book? But... <laughs> um, so they just keep going and don't acknowledge Tristan's, uh, you know. Extremely act- helpful guidebook. Yeah, like, you know, uh, they would have died. <laughs> yeah, actually, fucking, God, how, do you think, like, God, now I'm just thinking about how Pegasus just threw a bunch of kids on an island with <laughs> nothing to eat. I, how many of these kids are just gonna go hungry until, like, I don't know, it's only either... It's only like a two-day prob- tournament, to be fair. So, yeah, yeah. You know, they'll I'm, only be starving a little. They'll probably <laughs> just get... I don't know. Maybe they'll... Well, they have a way of getting people off the island, so I guess... So I guess they'll just, like, collapse and then, like, some dudes in big suits and pointy hair come and pick them up and put them yeah, on the boat. Yeah, Kimo will uh, come by and throw them onto the rowboat off the island. <laughs> All right. So they uh, walk out um, into, like, next to a cliff uh, by the sea, and there's a bunch of fish cooking there. Yeah. So, it's... well, I mean, they're not going to look a gift horse in the mouth, and Joey has no impulse control, so he just runs down and starts eating immediately, uh, and Tristan follows after him. <laughs> some people some people yeah. have no impulse control, and, and then he runs yeah. down to, <laughs> to eat the fish. It's pretty funny. They get, like, just, like, there's just, like, shibayaki, or just, like, yaki, just, like, fresh barbecued fish, and, like, it's hanging from, it looks delicious, and they just fucking go at it. Yeah. Then, uh, then a guy jumps out of the ocean, and he's, like, starting to yell at them for stealing his fish, and then he gets washed away by a tidal wave. Mm-hmm. And... Then he climbs back up. And he yep. starts yelling them again, uh, but this and time he has an octopus on his head. He's Mako Tsunami, one of the top-ranked duelists. He, AKA, no, no, he's Mako Tsunami, the top-ranked ocean duelist, is what they call him. That's right, top-ranked ocean duelist. <laughs> that category he's, of duelists. I guess he just, a, like, he won a tournament that was on a cruise ship or something, and that's his title now. He's a freaky fish guy. And, like... An important thing to note about the dub is that he's just pretty much constantly hamming it up, and I love it so much. Yeah, he talks like this, and he loves the sea. Nothing more than the sea. Uh, I think they just had to try to come up with, what does a guy who likes the sea sound like? And they just went, I don't know, (laughs) fucking hammy adventurer. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's like a, you know, like an Errol Flynn type, I guess, but I, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm just surprised they didn't go with pirate voice. So, yeah. you know. 
so he so like, uh, he treats them all to a nice lunch of fish, just lets them all eat. Yeah. Uh, and then as they're walking away, um, I have you in my trap. You have to duel me now because I made you fish. <laughs> I gave you fish. You have to duel me as thanks as payment. I, sh- I showed you my fish. Now duel me. Now this is what capitalism has done to our society. Everybody wants something in exchange. You just gave them some fish. Just be a, a nice guy and give them fish. You don't Honestly, have to Honestly, I I don't think this is really terrible. Like they have to duel people anyway. <laughs> yeah, I know, just, I know. I'm just being an ass. Yeah. Uh, like I, I just don't get why this is framed so bad. Because they're just they they have to duel anyways. He does just... in fact throw a spear at Yugi to challenge oh, him fuck, to the duel. That's right. <laughs> that is a thing he does. And so then, like, he introduces the arena, and just, like, a giant arena comes out of the sea. Yeah, it just rises up out of the ocean, which seems incredibly dangerous. Uh, and then the the field is 50% land and 50% ocean, so uh, Yugi is not completely at a disadvantage here, because, he, I mean, he has land and... Yeah. Yeah, it's not all He has ocean. land and Mako has sea. Yeah, so it's pretty evenly matched. Uh, they they start out, and but uh, Mako can play his sea creatures under the water, and Yugi can't see them or hit them. I guess that's how it works. Yeah, why not? I don't see why not. Yeah. So, like, he gets, like, a fiend kraken or something that's good at killing enemies, and, like, for some reason when I look at these, like, weird, like, tan tentacles with red suction cups they just look like a pizza (laughs) just like a pepperoni pizza yeah yeah i get that uh he destroys one of yugi's monsters yugi plays the horned imp uh to try and use the electric attack to just hit things without even needing to aim which is smart but uh, i mean mako's not stupid he knows that he has that weakness so he plays the the great jellyfish which just absorbs electrical attacks i guess this is kind of fucked but i love it yeah it's uh i guess it's ground type it or it yeah and it has lightning rod it's like right on except it's a jellyfish um so so yugi's just kind of at a loss uh he plays his uh silver fang wolf or whatever and also plays moon.png which summons the moon it, yeah. Like the on the card, it's it just it, it's just a picture of the moon, like an actual yeah. ass photograph of the moon. <laughs> it's, I, I mean, I don't know what it looked like in the sub, but it's pretty good in the dub at least. Um, but unfortunately, Yugi did not know the moon controls the tides, and that includes the tides in the game. And now Yugi has only just one tiny patch of island that he can play his monsters on, while the rest is ocean. This is how the moon works, apparently. Yes, it is. Um, Just do this, and... Mako plays his all-powerful Kuryushin. Yeah, I wasn't sure how to spell that. I I don't know. I I didn't spell it out. Yeah. Because I didn't take notes, but... I mean, I that's did, how he but says I it. I just have no idea how it works. It summons but... a tidal wave, uh, and that's that's what makes the 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 water go in. I guess, but also the moon. It's not clear. Um, 
And then, like, and, they just... He just sort of gets distracted with, like, a sort of monologue about his dad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, like, I, I forget what he says, but he's just like, I am fighting for a greater cause or something like that. And yeah. Yugi's like, ah, oh, your father. And we get a flashback to when Mako was a kid. He was on a fishing trip with his dad, and there was a storm coming in. Uh, that... His dad tied tied Mako to the mast, but didn't have time to tie himself there before the ocean washed him away. And Mako hasn't seen him since, and he plans to use the winnings from the tournament to find his, his... dad. Find his definitely not dead father. Yeah, his definitely alive dad. <laughs> Mako's alive dad, who isn't dead. Uh, uh, Mako plays Jaws.jpg, and it kills the wolf. Mm-hmm. It's it's literally just Jaws from the movie Jaws. He was yeah. in a movie. You should watch it. It's called Jaws. Yeah. Um, so Yugi, Yugi plays the giant stone soldier in defense mode. Uh, and so. he swears that this is going to turn the tide of the match, no pun intended. Literally, I did not mean to do that. So then, like, he just... Eventually, he just, like... Mako's like, this guy's, like, two... You've only got one space. There's no way you can do anything. So instead, Yugi blows up the moon. And that makes the tides go back. Yeah, the moon controls the the tides. It's ebb and it's flow. Yep. Blows up the moon. Stone soldier, destroy the moon! (laughs) And, And then he... Blows up the moon, and all of Mako's fish are stranded because they were on Yugi's side of the field. Somehow. And, like, I guess. Yeah, they were surrounding the stone soldier. I I guess. It kind of makes sense. I mean, it doesn't make sense because this game game. is complete and absolute nonsense, but, you know. So then, like, he uses Curse of Dragon, and it burns away the fish, and. Yeah, he uses Burning Land, which, I mean, just burns all the fish yeah. on the land and then he wins that's it that's the end of the game it's yeah. another quick one this time guys i'm sorry yeah. this is a short yeah, episode what i wanted to point out is like as they like laugh and walk away happily and mako's gotta go find his not dead father they it's they say like joey does very much say forget about it hey hey Starting our questions. Our first question is quite a question, and it comes from our good friend Dark Wizard James Mason, and she asks, Do you think my Valentine has a musk fetish? Um, no. I say yes. I say my definitely went online and and wrote down, uh... She definitely went onto 4chan and asked, Hey, does, does the harpy's egg smell... Do you think the harpy gets embarrassed when she poos out eggs and just for laughs, haha? Do you know what they smell like just for laughs, haha? I would like to smell them, haha. She goes on the Industrial Illusions website and she says, Hey, for the next, uh, like, booster pack release, can, uh, maybe the harpy's lady take off her shoes and stick them in my face? <laughs> just a suggestion. I-, I think this would be pretty cool and people would like it. <laughs> Just for laughs, haha. Uh, okay. That's that's the important part that I needed to get out of the way. Uh, well, what's the unimportant part? Uh, the next 
or the next question, and that's the next important part, is from Anonymous who asks, does Meko Tsunami want to fuck a shark? And I yes. say absolutely. In yes. fact, I'm going to go ahead and say that Meko Tsunami has a shark sona. And I'm going to go ahead and say that every duelist who has like an animal themed deck has a has a fursona of that yeah, animal. Yeah, I mean, Weevil definitely has some sort of bug sona, probably like a beetle or a moth. Some yeah, probably a moth, like a lep- lepidopteran. Uh, he likes those a lot. Weevil uh, is one of those types who gets like really like particular about making sure you get include like the sorax in that like it doesn't look <laughs> like the B movie bugs or Yeah. It doesn't just have Jerry Seinfeld's face. Yeah. Yeah, Mako uh, has a shark sona. Uh, Bandit Keith has. A, is there like a a, a word? Uh, for he like... has an eagle, obviously. Well, no, because his his deck is robot themed. Is there a oh? Is there a word? Oh, it was. Is that yeah? A thing? There are. That's just that's just robot fucker or robot furry or just okay. people who like robots. <laughs> people who likes robots. All right. Uh, yeah, uh, I guess there's just not a word. Uh, like a. Yeah, there's not really a whole lot of it's really just scaly that has the specific word fair yeah uh heart i mean my definitely has like a monster girl sona it's a harpy she poos out eggs and they smell really bad (laughs) okay next question next question it comes from host of the show sarah cosmimer who asks what does my girl blue eye smell like what does my son Karibo smell like? And what on earth does the Yujo handshake card smell like? Well, I think this would be a more relevant question for whenever Kaiba brings out his uh, new prototype dual discs because they do simulate the monsters down to the smell. But we can answer this right now because the Blue-Eyes White monster smells like spearmint. Hmm. I think they they smell... You know what? Yeah, they're going to smell like a... Ri- like a nice Mentos minty scent. Uh, Karibo smells like a, a wet dog. I'm sorry, Karib- it's that's just the truth. You shouldn't like, say it, but you're right. Yeah, I mean, I like Karibo, but yeah, he, he stinks. He needs a bath. And Karibo then, may also smell like a... Huh, there's a specific smell, I think, of where it's like... Just like some some like old carpet or something that's been kept in a closet for several years Uh, like your grandparents house yeah like a grandparents house (laughs) okay yeah which does fit because i can see that yeah it's his grandpa's deck yeah the yujo handshake oh god yeah that deck just it just smells like old people all the time you can't wash that out it it never stops smelling like that yujo handshake car smells like palm sweat i'm sorry uh no it kind of hmm does it smell like you uh, what other things does friendship smell like uh i'd say it smells like it smells it's a weird particular smell where it smells like something you personally associate with friendship maybe yeah it smells like the thing you like most about your wait <laughs> it smells like your best friend yeah sure it, it smells like, uh, you know, it brings back memories of all sorts with your best friend, you know, of all senses, 
of the yeah. eyes, of the thoughts, the feelings and smells and stuff and taste. Yeah. It's just for yeah. like food and stuff. And I don't mean like it tastes like yeah. your best friends. <laughs> no. Uh so the uh boyfriend of the sh- boyfriend of the host of the show Dr. Activisionary says what sex in the city characters with Yugi Squadkin with and I don't, I don't know anything about. about Sex in the City, and I'm very sorry, Doctor. I'm sorry. Uh, shout out to City Girls Make Do. It's a good podcast, but I don't yeah. know enough about it to like uh, answer this adequately. We can come back to this maybe some other week after we've yeah. done our. <laughs> we'll we'll do some research and then answer this later. Don't ah, like just, don't like delete that one yet. I just realized I went against the very schedule I tried to set up for this post summary seg- section. Uh, I do want to now go over uh, the vo- the voice actors in this show. Uh, Is that all so our questions? Yeah, that's all our questions. All right, cool. Let's hear about the voice actor. Who are we talking yeah. about? In our in this segment that we have decided to call Beyond Toon World. Oh uh, yeah, that's good. This week we're going over my Valentine's voice actor. Let me just pull up the info I had before. Uh, <coughs> let's see get her voice actor name and then i i do have to note i do pull out bulbapedia for these just because like bulbapedia (laughs) has a surprisingly thorough amount of description when it comes to four kids voice actors (laughs) i mean i can't say i'm that surprised but yeah i mean i can definitely find stuff i wouldn't find on the wikipedia article yeah uh so for this week, we have Megan's Hollingshead. She is the voice of my Valentine. Last week, I said she was the voice of Rouge the Bat, but it turns out she only voiced her in one episode. That's well, someone else. Who you we weren't may wrong see later. Technically, you were right. Yeah, she's been like a long-established voice actor, and like she's in all sorts of things. She she was born on September twenty second, nineteen sixty eight. She was one of the original voice actors for the Pokemon anime. Oh, we uh, missed her birthday. Oh, yeah, I guess we did. Happy 50th birthday, Megan Hollingshead. Yeah, happy 50th birthday. Uh, she's, let's see, I can't really find anything about, like, her personal life, but, oh, wait, yeah, I did, I do think I found, let me just make sure I have this right. Uh... Oh, she, she's prior, she has, like, a lot of work in, like, in, like, the theater and, like, a lot of anime voice acting. Uh, it doesn't list her theater stuff, actually, but let's see, she's in a lot of Forkid stuff. Her famous Forkid's voice is is the original voice for Nurse Joy and a character named Cassidy. Uh, like, she oh, Cassidy! Out. Cassidy, yeah. uh, she was part of a... What, what was the... I don't remember the... Butch and Cassidy. I, the yeah. Team Rocket rivals. Those guys yeah. rule. Let's see. Some other stuff she's been in are... She is a, she is also the voice of Taya, apparently. At least in some stuff. Huh. Okay. She's not the voice of Taya, but she was the voice of Taya in... Like some uh, later stuff? They couldn't yeah. get the old voice actor back? She was in a... She voiced Taya in a short that came out in 2001. Okay. Uh, let's see. Some other stuff. She's in Shaman King. 
her most prominent voice acting role in anime, it looks like, besides Nurse Joy, would be a character from Naruto named, uh, let me just, her name is Shizune. I don't know much about Naruto. If uh, Sarah does. Sarah does. She does. I feel like, uh, didn't, you told this to Sarah and then she yeah. was like, oh yeah, that character got killed like right after she got introduced. So I don't know oh. if, I don't know if it's that famous. Huh. It's just I could be wrong about a this. bunch of spin-off stuff, though, so maybe it's... I'm not sure, really. But... She does a lot of stuff, maybe, but most of them aren't yeah. that notable, I guess. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Oh, she was in Saints Row. She oh. was Kiki DeWinter. That's nice. Neat. Uh, she was five in Drakengard 3. Uh, her most recent voice acting role was in Fate Stay Night. Uh, Heaven's Feel, she seemed, in her Fate Stay Night voices, she plays the role of Caster a lot, it looks like. Is that an anime? Uh, Fate Stay Night, yes, it's a, an anime. Okay. It's uh, a good anime. Uh, shout out to Unlimited Blade Jerks. Yeah, unlo- shout out to Unlimited Blade Jerks. I think Blade that's the Blade one Jerks. that they watch. I, if I'm wrong, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Scout. Uh, anyways, let's see, but yeah, that's all I really have to say about Megan's Hollingshead. Uh, so, next, I want to go over, uh, let's do some closing stuff. Please, rate and review us on iTunes. We, it helps out the algorithms, it's, it's a nice thing to do, it, we, we just benefit from it, really, so, rate and review us on iTunes. Yeah, as far as anyone is aware, the iTunes rating chart is controlled by sorcery, but can be influenced by ratings and reviews, so please do that if you can. If you don't want to, that's fine. I've never done that for any podcast, so I understand. I've done it for a bunch of podcasts, actually. Well, we've got two uh, competing ideals here. Uh, I'm going to say don't do it. I say do it and give it your all. Uh, be lazy don't don't make an itunes account if you don't already have one i do want to mention like like this is the first time we've actually brought up rate and review us on itunes please rate and review us on itunes and this will be the last time uh no it won't if i have anything to say about it Mm. uh we want to give some plugs uh let i want to give plugs to noise space uh noise space is a podcast group uh let me find i don't remember what exactly they call themselves a podcast incubator home to such wonderful shows as henry kissinger's pokemon going to die not a threat just a fact uh the i that's a leftist politics podcast that many of our friends are on the island shuffle a podcast where they go through every episode of lost in a random order yeah that Uh, rules like i i I have not listened to it, but that's a very good concept. <laughs> uh, city Girls Make Do. Uh, uh, which we have which already we shouted out. out. It's a Sex and the City podcast. Yeah. Uh, My Pod Cabbages about Avatar The Last Airbender. That one is very, very good. I would yeah, highly recommend so it. Uh, let's see. We got The Stick by Eden and David. That that only has like two episodes, but it's really good. Just give It's it a about Homestar Runner, so I've never listened to it. Yeah. Uh, fantastic Satisfaction from our... F- from our buddies Eddie and Brooks and Kim of the show Kim. They've got a lot of they've got a lot of shows and they've also got a friends page which we're on, which is why we're shouting yeah. them out. Yeah. Uh with even more shows on it. 
So yeah. check them out. It's a good time. Yeah. They've got they've probably got a podcast that you're listen that you're interested yeah. in. If you're yeah. listening to us, at least. Um, so, I like to do like a little. One thing I like to do every episode is just try to like bring <laughs> mention a podcast that falls outside the usual periphery. This week, I want to give it to an older defunct podcast called A Life Well Wasted. It was okay. it was this sort of like This American Life-inspired thing. It was like a custom soundtrack. It was a really interesting, like, it's... They would, like, go over different topics and, like, these little, like, interesting niche aspects of of the gaming and of, like, the gaming community at the time. Some, like, there was some, like, stuff on cosplay, some on fan work, some on, like, the history of Electronic Gaming Monthly. There was... There was, hmm. like, some stuff where people sent in mail, and, like, one of those people who sent in a thing was actually Justin McElroy, <laughs> uh, back when he was doing his stuff with, like, Joystick. Oh, it's, it's it's kind of an old podcast, but it's really worth a listen. I highly recommend it. Uh, so what's anyway, the name of that again? A Life Well Wasted. A Life Well Wasted. Give it a listen. So, yeah. where can you find us at? Uh... We, you can find me, uh, Dan Silva, at, at at Mike underscore Dawson with a zero on Twitter. Mike Dawson with a zero, no underscore on on Tumblr. You can find my comedy blog, uh, Xbox underscore holiday, where Usher celebrates holidays with Xbox. I, uh, I was recently on an episode of Gabe Newell's Rosie Rupi Land, a podcast by my friend Maxie where we talked about cheap and free video games. That episode hasn't gone up yet, but I'll probably bring it up again when it does. <laughs> it's good. Uh, I was also on it. Give it a listen. Yeah. Uh, Xbox underscore holidays, most recent one, which I posted today. And frankly, I should have been more on top of this because I missed both Hangle, Gay, Hangle Day and Usher's birthday. I can't believe you missed Usher's birthday. His yeah. own Xbox didn't... <laughs> He didn't wish his own Xbox his birthday. Yeah. Oh my god. But anyways, happy Dance Central 3 day, Xbox. Yay. Dance Central 3 is a six-year-old game as of today. That's almost as good as Usher's birthday. Yeah. Uh, I am Argyle. You can find me on Twitter at Argyle underscore Funk. I haven't tweeted in a while, but that's fine. Uh... You can also find me on the Extra Credit Podcast, where we read bad things from the internet. That is at T-H-E-F-M-I-N dot U-S. And where can they go if they want to contact the podcast? You can contact our podcast at, let's see, Pod of Greed Cast on Twitter, Pod of Greed on Tumblr. Those are all one word each time. All the, and you can Do also... You can also, I guess if you just want to, like, if you have trouble remembering either of those, you can just contact any of us at our own things. Uh, yeah. Uh, if you want to be on any episodes in season one, uh, like, if you want to guest on one of them, that's where you want, that's, uh, like, how you do it. Just contact us through, mm-hmm. you know, one of the show accounts and we'll try and set you up. Yeah. Uh, next week we are going to be talking about episodes 8, 9, and 10 of season 1. Yeah, we're going to see... We're going to see the return of a certain hero. We're going to... We're going to 
meet some other returning figures. You might even say that he's back. You might say we are... Although it's very possible he may only have a ghost of a chance. Also, it's October. Yeah, it's October. It's a perfect episode for a perfect month. Yeah. So, uh, is that it? Is that podcast? That's a podcast. Uh... All right. Live and let duel, gamers. Uh, and with that, I end my podcast. <laughs> <laughs>